The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are drafting a running back later this month. I'll tell you how I know that and who it might be. And we take a deeper dive into some other prospects the Bucs are showing interest in. Then Mel Kuyper Jr. dropped a two-round mock draft. So we'll dive into that as well. Draft heavy as we're just two weeks away from the NFL draft right now on the Locked On Bucks podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am David Harrison, my co-host James Yarko, not here on today's episode, but you can find his written work over at SB Nations, BucksNation.com. Find my written work at BucksGameDay.com. When we are not here or there, you can find us on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks at DHarrison82 and at Locked on Bucks. Thank you again for making us your first view or your first listen of the day. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are drafting a running back. That according to, well, their top 30 visit activity. When you look at the amount of running backs that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have had come in and visit them during their top 30 visit portion of their NFL draft preparation. And you add in the fact that South Dakota State running back Pierre Strong was also requested for a Zoom interview with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It seems pretty clear, guys. One plus one uh, equals two, and and the Buccaneers are going to draft a running back. In fact, actually, this is one plus one plus one plus one plus one plus one plus one. As the Buccaneers, by our last count and last report, last known list, have had seven running backs either come in for a visit or be interviewed directly in this final stretch, final buildup uh, to the NFL draft. And they span, they spread out through the body of uh, the NFL draft projections. You start off with Isaiah Spiller, who is the highest rated running back on this list, according to NFL.com's rating system, giving him a grade of 6.23, which equals out to an eventual average starter, which when you look at this year's running back group, you know, there are no Saquon Barkley's in this one, no Christian McCaffrey's, even Leonard Fournette uh, when he was coming out of LSU. There's nobody in this running back. We talk about the quarterback class a lot, but there's nobody in this running back group that really looks like a guy who can come in and kind of be that number one back necessarily. But there are a lot of guys with a lot of potential. Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M, again, is one of those. Right behind him on the list is Florida's Damian Pierce, perhaps my favorite running back in this year's class from an evaluation standpoint. He gets a 6.19 grade uh, from NFL.com, so shortly behind Spiller there. Then there's a guy that a lot of people, especially in Bucks Nation, are looking for, James Cook, the brother of Dalvin Cook. Uh, this Cook went to the University of Georgia. Uh, the Bulldogs running back gets a 6.15 grade. Uh, he's third on the list as far as grades are concerned in the uh, in the group of guys that the Buccaneers have shown interest in. Then you have Pierre Strong, again, uh, getting a Zoom interview. South Dakota State running back a 6.14 grade from NFL.com. Rashad White, who is my favorite running back in this class from a selfish standpoint, Arizona State Sun Devil, like myself, a 5.99 grade. Hassan Haskins, who James has has expressed a lot of affection for from the University of Michigan, getting a 5.88 grade, has the lowest grade of this group uh, that the Buccaneers have brought in. 5.88 equals out to average backup. Now, the Buccaneers have uh, had another Florida running back come in for a top 30 visit, Malik Davis, running back out of Florida. But he doesn't have a scouting profile on NFL.com. He doesn't have a grade. He's not on PFF.com's mock draft board if you use that mock draft simulator. So basically, 
when you're looking at is a priority undrafted free agent or maybe a seventh round pick if the Buccaneers uh, decide to use a flyer on Malik Davis. But I think bottom line, what this shows is that the Buccaneers are targeting getting a running back in the NFL draft. Doesn't necessarily mean they're targeting getting a specific one, which I know a lot of our listeners that are Gator fans aren't going to be happy to hear that, that maybe Damian Pierce, not the apple of their eye from a running back position, or maybe he is. That's that's the fun part about this type of year, right? What this shows us that I think we can say pretty definitively is that they want to take a running back. I don't think you use seven of your or six of your top 30 visits just to just to throw people off the set, especially when it's a running back group like this one. You know, there's no, again, there's no Saquon. Uh, there's no CMC in this year's class. I think the Buccaneers are basically stacking the running back board, uh, getting as much information as they can so that if the time comes where maybe a guy they had a priority on or a guy they have a higher grade on isn't necessarily available, they're ready with their running back homework to pull the trigger, bring on uh, another running back. And really, this, to me, seems to point arrows at Keyshawn Vaughn. And I don't think it means that Keyshawn Vaughn's job this year, per se, is necessarily uh, at risk. I'm not saying he's going to be a training camp cut or anything like that. But when you look at, you know, going previous or earlier into the offseason, a lot of people are saying, yeah, you know, if Lenny goes, uh, then, you know, you bring Keyshawn Vaughn back, maybe bring Gio, Giovanni Bernard back, and we see if Keyshawn uh, can be that guy. There's some free agents, David Johnson, uh, Marlon Mack, or some names that we threw around as well. But the Buccaneers brought back Leonard Fournette. They brought back Giovanni Bernard, and they're still doing their due diligence, heavy due diligence, not just doing their due diligence to the minimum standard, heavy, heavy due diligence on the running back position in the 2022 NFL draft. I'm not saying it means that Keyshawn Vaughn is just a disappointment and he's on his way out. I just think it means the Buccaneers don't look at Keyshawn as that true number two running mate to a guy like Leonard Fournette. You know, even with Ronald Jones, when Keish, when Leonard Fournette, if he needed a breather or if he got banged up uh, or something like that, the Buccaneers could bring Ronald Jones in, and you still kind of saw them pretty much to the to the same amount, which wasn't a lot of running uh, that they were doing in stretches. Granted, but you still saw the Buccaneers kind of keep that flow going. I don't know that this shows that the Bucks have a lot of confidence in what Keyshawn has been doing, has been showing them moving into this season, and they are looking for the right spot to potentially add one of these running backs or more. Because, uh, again, remember, these are just the guys they're visiting. There's a lot more players on the board that they've studied and that they've uh, talked about or talked to people about. So, to me, a little bit of a sign of lack of confidence in Keyshawn Bond's abilities to be a number two, to step in if Leonard Fournette uh, needs, a, needs a backup. Giovanni Bernard, obviously, is there. Not saying that one of these guys in their rookie year would necessarily be that guy, but basically just giving them another player to look at uh, potentially during the draft. And, of course, if they don't draft a single running back in this entire group, uh, then the the second wave of free agency, there's still some running backs out there for the Buccaneers to consider. So, of course, that's just a portion of the top 30 visits, and we don't even have 30 names yet that the Buccaneers have had in for their top 30 visits. So let's go through, and we're going to do a round-by-round projection of all the visits, including the running backs, that we know the Buccaneers have had so far. And we're going to do that thanks to BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your sports betting stats and information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment two back now for the Locked on Bucks podcast. David Harrison solo on this episode. Find me on Twitter at DHarrison82. All of my written content can be found at BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated's 
family of sites. We thank you again for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. Now for a big announcement starting Thursday, April 28th, tune in to Locked On NFL Drafts live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On's NFL Mock Draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show all week leading up to the first pick. Locked On NFL Draft Live is on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page, and the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft can be found on the Odyssey and Locked On NFL Draft podcast feeds. Locked On NFL Draft Live, April 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, April 29th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, April 30th, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Odyssey NFL Mock Draft, April 18th to the 22nd and the 25th. Continuing on here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, doing a round-by-round look at the players the Buccaneers have had in four top 30 visits so far that we know of. And, of course, we're going to include the running back out of South Dakota State, Pierre Strong. So first, start off with the first round. First round projected players that the Buccaneers have had in four top 30 visits. One of them going to make a lot of you very happy. One of them might leave some of you scratching your head. First, we'll make you happy. Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman out of, out of Georgia. Again, NFL.com scouting, a reporter draft report grade of 6.35. Devontae White on the list of official visits, uh, top 30 visits for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also a first-round projection, really kind of a late first round, early second round for some people. Wide receiver Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, 6.5 grade, so actually a little bit higher uh, for his position, graded than Devontae White. But we all know Devontae White has kind of the become the more coveted player uh, among the Bucs fans and Bucs media circles as well. So Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas, and Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman out of Georgia, the two First round projected players that the Buccaneers have had in for top 30 visits so far. Second round projected players, we've only got one. It's cornerback Roger McCreary out of Auburn. And, you know, if that sounds familiar, the Buccaneers are very familiar uh, with cornerbacks that have come out of Auburn. McCreary a little bit on the smaller side, a little bit on the shorter side. Uh, Speed is a little bit of a concern. Seems to be a guy who kind of really doesn't fit in the Todd Bowles system. So it's a little bit curious, but there he is on the list. He has a 6.28 overall grade. Uh, according to NFL.com, again, the only player that is currently projected to be a second-round pick. Third-round projections, and the first one right off the bat, you could potentially make an argument. Safety, Kirby Joseph out of Illinois. Getting some late round two, so, I mean, round two, round three, you could call him, but he's getting a 6.1 grade from NFL.com's uh, draft profile system. Again, safety, Kirby Joseph out of Illinois. Four more third-round projected guys on this list of top 30 visits for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Offensive lineman Cole Strange out of Tennessee, Chattanooga, 6.29 on the grading system. And then offensive lineman Nicholas Petit Frere out of Ohio State has a 6.23. Both of those guys on the top 30 visit list. Damian Pierce running back out of Florida that we already talked about. And James Cook, the running back out of Georgia, is the furthest down that list. More closer to a fourth round projection, but still fits into that third round uh, picture. Fourth round projections, you got cornerbacks and you got running. You got a cornerback and you got two running backs. Cornerback Cam Taylor Britt out of Nebraska, 6.18 on the on the scales or on the scoring scales. Isaiah Spiller, who we talked about, and Rashad White, both also on that list, getting fourth round projections currently. Uh, seems a little bit low uh, for Isaiah Spiller, but you know that's that's what we're that's what I found in my research. Fifth round projected players: Pierre Strong out of South Dakota State, the running back in 6.14, and Hassan Haskins out of Michigan, 5.88. Those are your two fifth round projected running backs, and then finally we have Malik Davis, who again. Doesn't really have a projection. Undrafted free agent, you know, priority or maybe a seventh round pick if you don't want to go through the negotiation process. So you break it down by rounds. 
you got wide receivers. Uh, well, a wide receiver getting a visit from a first round projected group defensive line, also getting a first round projection cornerback second and fourth round projected players in that group of visits. The safety is, is sitting in the third round offensive line in the third round running back in the third, fourth and fifth round. So how do we, how do we translate all this? Well, for one, you can't really translate a to B it's not, you can't look at the top 30 visits and say, okay, based off the top 30 visits, I know any team, this team, the Buccaneers, the, the Lions, I don't care who it is, is going to do or are looking to do this. Because the big thing you have to understand or remember with top 30 visits is these are players that teams like the Buccaneers are looking to find out more information on. If you kind of know what you know about a guy or you think you, you have a very solid evaluation, you don't really have a lot of questions or a lot of things you want to clean up, a lot of times those players will be left off of these lists. So when you look at guys like Devontae Wyatt, they may know that they love Devontae Wyatt. They may have no doubt in their evaluation, but this is kind of a thing where we love you so much. Maybe they're thinking about trading up for him. So we're going to bring you in, we're going to talk to you, and we're going to see just how much we love you. Look at Traylon Burks, uh, one of those wide receivers. You know, Garrett Wilson is getting a lot of early first-round buzz. Even Jameson Williams is getting a lot of buzz to go before the 20s. Traylon Burks is kind of that guy who's – uh, his stock, you know, entering entering the offseason, his stock was pretty low, and then he kind of catapulted up there. You even saw him kind of getting mocked in the top 10, top 12, top 15 range. And then now recently he's kind of backed off a little bit, and you see him slipping into the second round sometimes. You see him sticking at the back end of the first round sometimes. And then with Chris Olave and his test scores going off the charts, perhaps the Buccaneers are doing some homework. They may already love Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams. They may know everything they need to know about Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson, any, any of these guys. They may just want to know a little bit about Traylon Burks, and that makes sense because Traylon Burks is a little bit of a difficult uh, evaluation from, from a holistic standpoint. He's bigger. He's faster. But what is he really going to be in the NFL? What do we think we can do with him in the NFL if we pull the trigger on bringing him onto the roster? So it makes sense to bring in that visit. And then you see there's only one cornerback uh, on this group in the second round, but that doesn't mean that they don't love another guy. You know, Zion McCollum, Sam Houston State is a cornerback that a lot of people have started to like. The Buccaneers could love him as well, and they don't need to do one of these top 30s. Plus, we don't even have 30 players, so there's a lot more to come to it. But it is just a little bit interesting to kind of look at the way that this breaks down. You know, again, you've got running backs sprinkled in there throughout the draft. So while I sit here and I say the, the Buccaneers are going to draft a running back, it doesn't look like drafting a running back is necessarily a huge priority for them. You're not getting, you know, a, a lot of con consolidated looks, like a lot of day two, early day two looks. You're getting looks that are spread out through the whole thing. So running back almost looks like a safety position to where if there's a guy on the board that we don't love, who's our highest evaluated running back. Maybe now's the time we pull the trigger on that and we decide to bring that player on board. So just a little bit of reading the tea leaves as much as you can. There's smoke screens going on. Maybe the Buccaneers don't actually like Traylon Burks and they're just hoping somebody will think they love Traylon Burks and trade up to get him. That's, that's part of the game uh, that always gets played along with those games. We also have lots of mock drafts. And mock drafts, guys, aren't just for fans. They're not just for media. Trust me. Teams are in the war rooms or in their buildings. They're doing mock drafts as well, getting ready to uh, to do this thing. And Mel Kuyper Jr. from ESPN, one of the longest-running mock drafters uh, out here, completely nailed his first-round pick for the Buccaneers in his most recent two-round mock. But he also really missed on his second-round pick. There's another opportunity we need to discuss before we talk about this, and that's Shady Rays, an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. 
Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively. For our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com. Use the code Locked On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code Locked On for their best deal of the season. 50% off on two or more pairs of Shady Ray sun- sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks podcast also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of vehicles, it is impossible for your local parts store or your dealership to hold all the parts you could ever need in the brand's. You could ever need. You've got a computer or you've got a cell phone or access to one or both. You've got access to rockauto.com, the most comprehensive parts store available. Save time and save money by using Rock Auto. Why spend 30, 50, even 100% more on the same parts that at a dealership or at a parts store that you would for on rockauto.com? Don't do that. Go to this family business, serve and do it yourself for over 20 years where the prices are reliably low for every customer not just the professional mechanic that buys in bulk. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Back now for this final segment of the locked on bucks podcast, David Harrison solo today. James Jarko has the episode off, but you can still find him on Twitter at Jarko underscore bucks. Find his writing covering your Buccaneers at bucksnation.com. Find me, on Twitter at dharrison82, my writing is at bucksgameday.com. Mel Kuyper got the first-round pick right for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his latest two-round mock draft, but he missed on the second-round pick. At least that's according to me in his latest two-round mock, which dropped on Wednesday. As we always do, let's start off with the top five again. This can be found on ESPN+. Plus. If you do not have access to ESPN+, Plus, I'm going to give you the top five. I'm going to at least tell you what the Buccaneers did. According to Mel Kuyper Jr., number one, Jacksonville takes edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Detroit at number two takes cornerback Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati. Houston takes defensive end Teron Walker out of Georgia at pick number three. At pick number four, the Jets go edge with Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. And the New York Giants at number five take offensive tackle Ike McQuanu out of NC State. So again, pass rushers, pass defenders, pass protectors. The passing game is king in the National Football League still in 2022 going all the way down to pick number 27 and by, mind you there were trades in this mock draft just none involving the tampa bay buccaneers at number 27 a member of the top 30 visit list a first round projection defensive tackle Devonte Wyatt out of georgia is the pick with mel kuyper jr writing quotes the bucks are another team that could take a guard in round one but i see a fit with wyatt who could take an indomitian sue spot next to vita Vea. Wyatt played mostly a three-technique tackle for the Bulldogs, but he could play end in a 3-4 defense, too. He wasn't a super productive pass rusher, just two and a half sacks last season, but he has the physical tools that coordinators will want to mold. Cornerback could be a possibility for Tampa Bay as well. End quote. So you hear Kuyper, or you see what you hear me reading Kuyper's words to you. They talk about, or he talks about guard, he talks about corner. Two very real possibilities uh, for where the Buccaneers could go here. Guard Zion Johnson out of Boston College was still available at this time. Cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson was also available at this time. George Karloftis, the edge rusher out of Purdue. I know a lot of guys love him. He was also available. Lewis Seen out of Georgia was also available. A lot of wide receivers, Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, all these guys 
were still available. Still, he goes Devontae Wyatt, and I think until Ndamukong Sue resigns or they be bring him back, I think that is the right pick. Now, they could be waiting until after the draft to get something done. That's fully possible. So if Ndamukong Sue is not on the roster, not knowing for sure that he's going to be on the roster, I think Devontae Wyatt is definitely the pick there. So that's where Mel Kuyper Jr. hits, even though there's some talent left on the board. I think he makes the right pick. Now we go all the way to 60, and the Bucks take offensive lineman Cole Strange out of Tennessee Chattanooga. Now, I've seen this before, and I don't necessarily hate the pick in a vacuum, but I think when you look at who is available, there is another option that the Buccaneers should have gone with, in my opinion. Uh, first, what Kuiper writes, quote, Super Bowl contenders are allowed to use the draft to fill needs because they don't have many holes. And really, the Bucks and Bills are the two teams with the fewest numbers of obvious holes. With Ali Marpet retiring and Alice Kappa signing with the Bengals, Tampa will have two new starters at guard. Strange made 44 starts in college and showed at the Senior Bowl that he could play with the best of the best. End quote. Don't disagree with Kuiper whatsoever, but I look at the players who are still available. Cornerback Cam Taylor-Britt. Again, if cornerback is an option in round one, cornerback is an option, option in round two. Taylor-Britt is a member of the top 30 visit list. For the Buccaneers, you look at wide receiver Jalen Tolbert. He's a guy, look, Chris Godwin, we don't know exactly when he's going to be back uh, in action. We don't know when he's going to be fully up to speed 100%. Jalen Tolbert is a guy who can come in and help provide some diversity there with Russell Gage, uh, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, all those guys, while they wait for Chris Godwin to get back up to speed. But here's the guy I would have taken in this in this situation, Colorado State tight end Trey McBride. Just like in Dominican Sue, we don't know what's happening with Gronk. We know that he's... He loves his teammates. He loves the team. He loves football. He just doesn't know if he wants to play it anymore. We know that Camilla Kostic, his girlfriend, wants him to play. So that's good news on our side. But again, without knowing whether or not Gronk is actually going to be back. And again, he has no timeline right now. He's not promising anybody when he's going to make his decision. You go with Trey McBride. You have Cam Braid already. So worst case scenario, you have Cam Braid, Trey McBride, Devontae Wyatt, Vita Vea. Will Golston, you roll into the season with that. If you get Indomitian and Sue and Rob Gronkowski back, even better. And then next year, when those guys are both likely gone, you're better off taking these players this year. So that's my opinion on that mock draft. Again, Mel Kuyper Jr. over at ESPN Plus takes the uh, Devontae White defensive tackle out of Georgia for the Buccaneers at number 27. He'll play the end in the Buccaneers defense. Uh, at number 60, the Buccaneers take offensive lineman Cole Strange out of Tennessee Chattanooga. That's going to do it here for the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thank you for making us your first listener, first view every single day. For your second listener view, check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Free and available wherever you get podcasts, just like the Locked On Bucks podcast. And while you're here, throw us a subscribe, throw us a like, hit the alert button so you know when the episodes drop. Give us a like on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow, rather, on Twitter. Find me at dharrison82, my co-host James, at jarco underscore bucks, and find the show at Locked on Bucks. If you got questions or topics you want us to discuss, yes, we have your Damian Pierce topic. Joshua, don't worry. That is coming. Send them in to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or call in. Even better, be a part of the show by dialing 813-444-5841. For James Yarko, I'm David Harrison. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucksNation.com. For James, BucksGameDay.com for me. Find us on Twitter. And if you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Wash your hands. Fire those cannons. And thank you for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.